Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. G'day and welcome to NRLW Hype Grand Final Edition. I am fresh off a trip to the doctors. He put a little fucking thermometer in my mouth. He said, mate, you have been diagnosed with a serious case of finals fever and a few other diseases which we don't need to talk about here. But um, finals fever, I got it. I got it bad. And what have I been prescribed? I've been prescribed a dose of not just the NRL Grand Final, the NRLW Grand Final. And that's what we're here to talk about today, NRLW Hype, what's in store. We're going to go through the preview for the Grand Final game, of course, team lists, uh, some of the key players, talk about both coaches, of course, Newcastle chasing back-to-back premierships, whilst the Gold Coast Titans... They're coming off a wooden spoon season, Uh, so it's quite remarkable where both sides are at coming into this one uh, for different reasons. Now, the fun doesn't stop there. Crazy, I know. We are also going to be going through the NRLW end-of-year performance highlights. Uh, That is the not just a sports report answer to the Dally M's, uh, except the ladies in the NRLW I'm not aware of its existence, and I just call it end-of-year performance highlights. I call them categories, say category player of the year, rather than awards. I just feel a bit like a wanker, to be honest. I'm like, do I need to call it an award? Like, is it an honor or, you know? Like I said, the players don't know about it. But I do want to recognize uh, some of the fantastic efforts across the season. So we'll go through the grand final. Uh, And then to finish off, we are going to go through the end of year performance highlights, player of the year, rising star, uh, tough stuff, usually won uh, by a Ford, and team of the year, as well as coach of the year. So hold on to your hats, buckle your seatbelts, because I tell you what, this may just reach uh, one of the top 100 podcasts you will ever listen to in your life. Yep, that's right. Now, nothing else to do but get amongst it. NRLW Hype Grand Final Edition. Alright, let's sink our teeth immediately into the big game this weekend. Sunday, first of the month, pinch and a punch. Just a tick before 4pm, a 5-2 to be specific. A core stadium in Sydney. We have the reigning and defending premiers, the Newcastle Knights, who last year, well, they did exactly what the Titans are looking to do. They went from wooden spooners to premiers. Now they are chasing their second consecutive title up against the Gold Coast Titans for the very first time at any level. We are going to see the Gold Coast Titans on grand final day. So I tell you what, I bet Gold Coast fans are delighted with how these ladies have done. Titans men, I think they're heading in a good direction, but this year uh, was pretty bloody disappointing if you're a fan of the Titans men's side. Uh, So for the ladies to come in, do what they've done, to have stars all across the park, Titans fans will be very happy uh, that the NRLW side is humming. Uh, So having a look at the game, just quickly as well, Last time, these two sides met, round four of the season. Knights 22, Titans 10. So I guess that's really our best look into maybe how this one could play out. I'm not saying it's going to go that way again. Uh, But last time they met, a double from Abigail Roach. Uh, Tamika Upton also crossing the stripe, running for 249 metres, whilst Georgia Hale was enormous defensively, not just in this game, uh, but that has been the theme all year. 
55 tackles in that game uh, for Georgia Hale, who is one of my favorite players in the comp. So it sets us up for one hell of a game. You've got the Knights, who are fresh off uh, what is a huge victory for the legacy uh, this club is trying to build. They beat the Brisbane Broncos, who have always been known as the greatest team in NRLW history. Three consecutive premierships. I think it was almost poetic uh, that Newcastle had to get past the Broncos uh, to be able to move on towards cementing themselves uh, as legends within this NRLW comp themselves. So now Knights are here looking for back-to-back triumphs. Gold Coast Titans looking for their first premiership at any level. If that doesn't get you excited for this weekend's game, I don't know what bloody will. Now, let's get to the teams. And I want to start, uh, obviously, Newcastle Knights up against Gold Coast Titans. I want to start before we get into the players. Uh, Let's touch briefly on the coaches. Uh, For the Gold Coast side, only female coach right now uh, in a head coaching position in the NRLW, Karen Murphy. The Delium Coach of the Year, as we found out, I fully deserved it. She hasn't just taken Titans from the spoon uh, to a grand final, but this year, Gold Coast, I mean, some of the wins in Golden Point and like at the death of games, uh, what Karen Murphy's been able to turn this Titans side into has been very impressive. And I wonder, like, I think at men's level, Des Hasler coming in to Gold Coast Titans I could have a similar effect, but I tell you what, Karen Murphy, Des Hasler could do a lot worse than to invite uh, her into the mix. I'm not sure uh, if she already is in some capacity, but gee whiz, she's doing an unreal job. Now, as far as her playing career, Karen Murphy was a Gillaroos representative for 14 years, captain for 13 of those. Uh, so as far as having a coach, uh, there are lots of good ones in the NRLW. I mean, you look at the Jamie Soward, Brett Kamali. Uh, the girls in the team know that these guys have experience. All the coaches have very relevant and quality uh, experience. But the point of difference with Karen Murphy is that her experience is even more so relevant uh, to the woman that she's coaching. Because she's played at the pinnacle. She's been the captain. Uh, and she's seen the game grow from what it was when she was coming through uh, to now where it's at. And we've seen Karen uh, be really confident in terms of giving time to her young players. Destiny Mino Sinapati, Ashante Kiriaratu, Sienna Lofipo. Uh, So Karen Murphy has really got a nice balance here of experience, youth, and just her own playing career. Like, the players very clearly trust Karen Murphy and what she has to say because they know she's experienced every level of the game. So Karen Murphy coming into this one with the Titans as they look for their first premiership. On the other side, Ronald Griffiths, uh, who it's my belief that his main involvements are pre the Knights. I think he may have coached Maitland Pickers or something like that. Uh, Someone fact check me if I'm wrong there. Uh, So I believe he's like a Newcastle guy. I apologize that my knowledge on him isn't too deep. Uh, But he's a premiership winning coach, isn't he? Came in last year, took the ladies to the title. Here he is looking to take them to -to back-to-back premierships. Uh, And Ron, this year... It was actually his first time coaching the Indigenous All-Stars, I believe the men's team. So, yeah, I believe we'll see a bit more of Ron Griffiths. I think not just Indigenous All-Stars, I think he's had other involvement uh, as well in terms of Indigenous Rugby League. So he's a really important figure uh, in that regard. And look what he's got the Knights doing. One loss, only one loss throughout this entire season And if they win the Premiership here, there's no reason to suggest that Newcastle can't come out even better next season, especially if it stays as a 10-team competition and they don't 
uh, have to lose too many players. Because uh, I think that is something that we may see happen, say, 2025, Warriors, Bulldogs, maybe come into the competition. Uh, we saw with the Brisbane Broncos, uh, they were so dominant. And then as the competition expanded, it was only natural for that team that was so dominant with so many superstars uh, to share some of the spoils around. So for Newcastle, if it remains a 10-team comp next year, they shouldn't get hit too hard. Now say Bulldogs come into the comp 2025, if Newcastle is still at the top, you would have to believe, you know, someone like a Tamika Upton might get targeted. I'm not sure on contract lengths or a Southwell or a Clydesdale. So Newcastle, if they can go and win a premiership here, gee whiz, that is going to be a major talking point going into next season. But first and foremost, they're going to have to beat the Titans from last place in 2022 uh, to a grand final. So let me just grab my phone. I'm going to have a sus of the teams. Starting with the Gold Coast Titans at fullback Ivania Politi. You'd have to say she's the X factor of the side, a massive tackle breaker. And whilst Tamika Upton has been the best in the competition uh, out of all the players, when you look at that fullback role, Ivania Politi has been a superstar in her own right. And there's been quite a lot of contributors for the Gold Coast, hence why they've been able uh, to make it this far. I think their front rowers lay an awesome platform. Uh, but when you're looking for that game breaker, especially in a matchup like this, Ivania Politi, you would have to say, is the most likely for the Gold Coast Titans. On the wings, we have Karina Brown and Destiny Mino Sinapati. Uh, we saw the youngster Mino Sinapati uh, score a try and score the try against the Roosters that really sealed this grand final appearance. I've been really impressed with Destiny, uh, what I've seen from her this year, and she is one of many young talents uh, that Karen Murphy has given a go this year. So like I said with Knights, 10-team comp next year, they should be able to remain uh, at the top of their game. Gold Coast, 10-team comp next year, all these young guns are going to have another year under their belt. So we'll have to see how this grand final goes first. Will they go into next year as champions or will they be contenders? In the halves, Shante Kiriaratu, another young superstar. Again, first season in a key position. Here she is in a grand final. I think she's got a great like build and frame for the NRLW as well. She's quite tall and rangy has unbelievable playmaking skills, very much a player of the future, young Queensland representative. Uh, so I think it's fitting that you've got a young Queensland gun in the Gold Coast Titans side. Lauren Brown in the halfback position. Uh, we've seen her play some dummy half this year. We've seen her kick winning field goals. Uh, four parts of the season, another young gun in Siena Lofipo uh, was playing halfback. But Siena now... Coming off the bench, she's played a bit of number nine. Lauren Brown in the halfback role has that experience. I think Karen Murphy as coach has been able to find a nice balance uh, to include everyone. And what's quite wild, jersey number 18, Talia Fui Mayono. So the fact that a player like Talia couldn't find a spot in this best 17 tells you exactly what you need to know uh, about just how much of a threat the Titans are here to knock Newcastle off. In the centres, Jamie Chapman and Niall Williams-Guthrie. Uh, Niall Williams-Guthrie, definitely one of those stars a, a lot of people talk about just due to the nature of the Sonny Bill relation. Uh, but Jamie Chapman, on the other side of the park, she is a real strike centre. I've been highly impressed by her. I was trying not to say impressed. I said that. A few times. A lot of people have been impressing me. Uh, anyways, on to the Fords. Shannon Mato, the NRLW front rower of the year, uh, partnered by Jessica Alliston in the pack. Alliston, uh, I think she's definitely held her own. Shannon Mato, 
uh, obviously the one, the first one you think of uh, when it comes to Gold Coast getting on that front foot. Uh, but Alliston has been sensational all year. You could even say uh, that she's impressed me. In the dummy half role, Brittany Braley Nati, she scored a try uh, last weekend, had a phenomenal game to really unsettle uh, the Roosters, both with ball in hand and defensively. Uh, Brittany, you know she's not going to let anyone down here. Uh, so that's a pretty solid front row. Martor, Braley Nati, Alliston. In the back row, Zara Canfield and Shaley Bent. Uh, part of a dynamic Titans power couple with David Fafita, uh, the back rower for the men's side. Shaley Bent joining the team this year, uh, coming over from the Dragons. And I feel in like the last month or so has actually been Shaley's best patch of form for the Gold Coast. So she's getting better with each game. Remember, it's quite a short season, so you don't have a lot of time to build combinations. You come into a new team, and I feel like things are really starting to click now, which is timely, given they're going into a grand final. And Georgia Hale, the captain, one of my absolute favorites. Uh, a former Warriors NRLW team, or player, sorry. Uh, I was going to say they're my team. Warriors are my team, so I can't wait for NRLW Warriors to come back. I'm happy for it to be a 10-team comp next year uh, because it was so awesome this year, and let's just allow the expansion a bit of time and also get teams like the Eels and Cowboys just firing a little bit more before we introduce two more teams. But once a Warrior, always a Warrior. So Georgia Hale... I'll be cheering her on in this game. Once a warrior, but now captaining this Gold Coast Titans side. I'm pretty sure her partner is Sam Lissone, who's also played for the Warriors and the Titans. So there you go. Making up the bench for the Titans, you have three stars of the future. Who, well, now that they're in a grand final, three stars of the present, but with their best years still in front of them. And one... 41-year-old veteran on the bench, an absolute champion of the game, a legend, and a really, really valuable mentor to actually have here in grand final week. Like Karen Murphy, as the coach, she'll be passing on lots of useful information. Uh, but this is a player, number 15, who her value on field is fantastic for what she can offer. Uh, but I think in preparation, off-field, uh, just showing some of these young players how to prepare to play at the top level and to do it with longevity. Stephanie Hancock, the former Bronco, 41 years old. The NRLW is at its best point it's ever been in, in terms of like the athletes, the standard of play. Stephanie Hancock, at 41 years of age, can still mix it up with all these elite young athletes. It's remarkable, but like I said, her on-field contribution, massive, but I think it's her off-field presence uh, that is going to make a huge difference here. You've got a lot of young players uh, who haven't tasted something quite like an NRL Grand Final Day uh, at a core stadium. And it's, it's before the NRL Grand Final. It's the game right before. So it's going to be a huge crowd. And Stephanie Hancock, she is one of the very few who have seen it all, much like the coach Karen Murphy. So I think that's a really underrated thing that Gold Coast have at their disposal. Because Newcastle, they were there last year, the majority of them. So they know what to expect. It's pretty recent in their memory. For Gold Coast, they'll be relying on the past knowledge of Hancock, Karen Murphy, Georgia Hale, a couple of others, to really just say to the youngsters, get on board. These are some things to expect, and let's get amongst it. So, yeah, Stephanie Hancock, definitely a highlight player for her presence within this side. 
Number 14, Sienna Lofipo. A really big fan of Sienna. I, I think she'll be going forward in the starting 13. And we've seen her play halfback this year in that starting seven role. I lately been playing off the bench, bit of dummy half, but a very talented young player. First year of NRLW. And I think Lofipo, Shante Kiriaratu, that could be the halves combination uh, long-term. Although I'm not sure whether Sienna, like what her personal preference is, whether uh, she believes she's a halfback or a dummy half. So we've seen her play both. And sorry, just pulling up the team again. Yeah, Sienna Lefipo, one of my favorites uh, in this Titans outfit. Riley Jorgensen, another one like Sienna, uh, who's just going to be a major part of this team for years to come. She was one of the uh, nominations for the Dell M Rookie of the Year. Uh, so you want to talk about some bench impact, Riley Jorgensen will give you plenty. And rounding out the 17, Danny Perise, uh, another youngster, quality player. And Titans, they have quite a side. There is no reason to suggest why they can't win this with a team like that. And now I'll suss the Knights team, uh, but firstly, I'll just quickly uh, go through the Knights team this time last season, uh, the team that won the Premiership. So 2022, Tamika Upton, Premiership winning fullback, uh, that it's just, I don't know, there are certainties in life, death, taxes, and seemingly Tamika Upton, whichever team she's in, winning a bloody Premiership. She is a gun. The Dallium proves that. Uh, we, already, we already knew that, though. On the wings, uh, we had Emanita Parkey, uh, who is not in this side in 2023. Neither was the other winger, Kiana Takarangi. Or Takarangi. In the centres, Shanice Parker. She's still there. She'll be there this weekend. Uh, and Bobby Law, who ended up at the Dragons this year. In the halves, Kira Dibb, who was a marquee signing. Uh, for the new Cowboys franchise, and Jessie Southwell. She was there. Boom, youngster, uh, coming onto the scene. Wins a premiership, first season. Here she is, one year later, second season, going for her second premiership. Uh, Caitlin Johnston, prop, she's there again, as is Olivia Higgins, but the captain from last year, Millie Boyle, gone skis. Uh, did someone say KFC? Because she went to the Roosters. Romy Tietzel, uh, she ended up at the Broncos. Yasmin Clydesdale, she's there again. Uh, this season, there has been no better back rower, in my opinion. Uh, Kayla Romanuk in lock forward position last year. On the bench, Emma Manzelman, who ended up being another gun signing for the Cowboys franchise. Taylor Predabon, who'd crossed over from the Roosters. She's still here this year. Simone Carpani and Caitlin Morin. So there you go with Ronald Griffiths, the coach last year, the coach once again here. Let's have a squiz at the 2023 grand final team for the Knights. Tamika Upton once again at fullback, the Dallium player of the season. On the wings, our soccer slash football code hopper Sheridan Gallagher. Uh, she's been a young gun this season. Jasmine Strange uh, on the other wing. In the centres, Abigail Roach and Shanice Parker. Halves, Georgia Roach and Jessie Southwell. Front row. This is a very formidable battle. I mentioned Martor and Jessica Alliston for the Titans. Uh, but one of my key matchups here will be Martor, Alliston, up against Taylor Predabon and Caitlin Johnston both of whom, like I mentioned, part of last year's grand final winning outfit. Olivia Higgins in the number nine, in the back row, Lyshan Albert-Jones and Yasmin Clydesdale, uh, who I think is in for a massive game here this weekend. Hannah Southwell captains the side at lock. On the bench, Nita Maynard, Tiana Davison, Kayla Romanuk and Rima Butler. So there you go, only a couple of days away now from the game itself. 
As for how I see it playing out, I did mention the middles. That's my key battle. Martor, Alliston, and Hale. For the Titans, Predabon, Johnston, and Southwell. For the Knights, I think ultimately in such a big game, the go forward, the defense, like in the middle, is where this will be won and lost. Because both sides have shown, if you're going to just try play sideways football uh, and try and come up with you know, lower percentage plays to try and crack these defenses, it's most likely not going to work. These sides have shown a lot of resilience. So I think you just have to knuckle down and go through the middle first and foremost. And that is a specialty for both of these sides. And we know there is so much spark uh, around the field. So whoever gets on the front foot, say for example, uh, if it is Shannon Martor, then boom, that's where uh, Ivania Politi can really come into play and things like that. Or for the Knights, if you have Caitlin Johnston, Predabon, they're going forward. All of a sudden, Southwell has some real momentum to work with. Tamika Upton on fire at the moment. She will only be more confident in herself after claiming the Deli M. I think there are going to be plenty of opportunities, plenty of highlights, but ultimately I think it's won and lost in the middle. As far as my tip, I'm going the Newcastle Knights, but yeah, I don't know. There's one thing I've learned about the Gold Coast Titans, and it's like most times I go against them, they win. And that could definitely happen here. They have the team. This is more so a case of just not quite being prepared to tip against Newcastle uh, on the back of what they've done this year. They have the experience. I think the Titans win or lose here. They are going to grow massively as a relatively young group going forward into future seasons. And yet each year it gets better. This by far has been the best NRLW season. Each year as it passes, we see it get better and better. And last year was awesome, but I think there has been the biggest difference between last year and this year with the more teams, but the depth has been pretty strong across the competition. This season has been the best by far. And it sets us up beautifully 2024, 2025. It's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Now, grand final is going to be popping off. Huge crowd for this game. No doubt about it. And I just can't wait to see how it plays out. My prediction ultimately is not super important to what we're here to talk about today. So, yeah, I'll be super happy for either side that win. Tipping the Newcastle Knights, and I will be doing an NRL Grand Final, or NRLW, sorry, Grand Final review or rap podcast. So we will talk about what goes down, but obviously it hasn't happened yet, so I can't really, it'd be pretty crazy if I did tell you exactly what, what happens, but I don't think I can do that. So tipping the Knights, but I would be stoked to see the Titans at any level win their first premiership. Alright, we are going to finish off with the NRLW end of season performance highlights. Uh, similar to the Deli M's, except uh, the ladies don't know of its existence. Unfortunately, no one's getting a, a nice dress made up. No one's organising their date uh, to the Not Just a Sports Report end of year performance highlights maybe maybe one day that would be a laugh you know do some kind of end of year thing and maybe do it like on like a huge zoom call i don't know these are just ideas i'm having live but look i personally i am not relevant at all to grand final day so i'm going to say this quickly because this podcast is not about me at all uh but it's also afl grand final weekend i live in melbourne uh so right now we are right in the midst. It is a public holiday today, Friday. It's really hot. It's really hot. It's creeping up to 30 degrees and I got the sun shining directly on me. And because today's a public holiday and my one day off work, I um, had a few cocktails and I had a few beers. I mixed a few drinks, which I think 
was my issue. So I'm quite frail and now the sun is melting me in my seat. So this is kind of like a Deli M's, kind of like awards, but they're not awards. I'm just going to call them categories because like I said, the ladies don't even know that this exists. So I don't know if we can call it an honor, uh, but I've been doing the content. I've been paying close attention and these were my picks. Now, award ceremonies, I'm not a super formal guy. Sometimes speeches, formal things. I enjoyed the Deliums, um, watching it, definitely. But I'm just not a formal guy, so... And again, the ladies don't know that this exists, so it's hard to get them to do a speech. I'd be like, Tamika Upton, can you please send me in a speech? And she'll be like, who the hell are you? Conor McGregor video, who the fuck is this guy? Anyway, um, yeah, so we're going to blaze through this. It's not going to be a long breakdown. We're going to get it out there category by category. I believe there are six. Let me just pull my phone up and I'll tell you what we've got in store. Sorry, now I'm mumbling. Like I said, frail. So uh, we're going to have player of the season, rising star, not just a sports report, rising star. Uh, which last year in the NRL was won by Jeremiah Nanai. Uh, I'm going to release in a couple of days the NRL end of year one, so I won't tell you who the NRL rising star is for this year. Uh, but I will tell you in the NRLW who my rising star is. Then we'll get into tough stuff, uh, which is essentially for forwards. Like, you know, a lot of like the player of the seasons and things like that usually go to like a halfback, fullback. Uh, things like that. So tough stuff I've had always to try and really recognize, I, I don't know, well, like whenever I've played rugby league, predominantly with guys like growing up, but fuck, I remember in New Zealand, there was a girl in our team, Jess, and she fucking ripped. It's a shame uh, when I was a bit younger that NRLW wasn't more of a thing because she was actually uh, very legit. But whether it's guys or girls, there are certain players you play with that just get through that, like, shit work. They make the really tough tackles. They, like, do the tough carries. And sometimes when other players maybe don't necessarily want to go that 100%, uh, these players do. So Tough Stuff is all about recognizing uh, one of the players, or across the board, a lot of players, but it's kind of the one within the team uh, that does the tough stuff. Maybe they're not getting the try assists. Maybe they're not scoring the tries. If you go back and just watch highlights of the game, uh, maybe you won't see too much of them. But tough stuff, they're very important. So we'll get into that. Captain of the season, booyah. That's pretty self-explanatory. Coach of the season. And we'll finish off with team of the season. Given we're just over the half an hour mark, like I said, we'll get through this quite quickly. I want to make this listener friendly in terms of the length. Let's start with player of the season. I put my final uh, four up on the story uh, for followers to vote at Not Just a Sports Report on Instagram. My final four, Tamika Upton, Tegan Berry, Georgia Hale, and Ali Brigginshaw, uh, who I, would have, I thought all were amazing. Uh, one thing I will say as well, I need to give flowers to Samaima Taufa, who was incredible leading the new franchise Canberra Raiders uh, in the competition. Uh, unfortunately, just in a couple of things, and this is just my personal uh, opinion from what I saw, like I'd already done my notes for this before the Deli M's came out. Uh, so Samoma Taufa on, on Deli M night, she was one who was scooping up a lot of the honors. Uh, but I actually went with Georgia Hale. And yeah, maybe there's bias in it. I love Samoa Taufa, so I don't know. I just, there's something about Georgia Hale this season. I love defense, but like Samoa Taufa, it's hard to separate the two of them, but I had to pick one. Uh, maybe I just favored Georgia Hale because Titans uh, had had a bit, just a bit better of a season. But yeah, Samoa Taufa, she's someone I could talk about for ages. Unbelievable player, unbelievable leader and veteran of the game as well across Roosters, Eels, uh, where she was in the grand final last year. 
and then now the Canberra Raiders, where she was player uh, of the season for them in their inaugural year. Uh, so, player of the season, the vote was Tamika Upton. Tegan Berry second. Tegan Berry. Holy dooly. Uh, Emma Tonegato, obviously her leaving and vacating that fullback role. The Dragons, you would have expected to take a hit there. Tegan Berry came in and just in a totally different way, like she's a different player to Tonegato. But Dragons, there was no such talk of like, damn, they're missing Emma Tonegato. Because Tegan Berry was killing it. Like I said, she was runner-up for player of the season. Uh, but Tamika Upton, I believe she's going for premiership number five this weekend. Uh, an incredibly successful stint at the Broncos, Queensland representative, Australian representative in the past. Now at the Knights, won a premiership last year. Here she is once again, uh, this time around player of the season. And I can't really dispute that. I think especially because just the level of consistency, like it was such a high level of world-class football every single week, which I think consistency is key. So Tamika Upton, there you go, player of the season. I don't think anyone, anyone will argue with that. If you want to argue with me, I don't know. I don't really want to argue, to be honest. Like I said, I'm a bit frail right now. So Tamika Upton, congratulations to her. And we may be talking a lot more about her. Well, I'd say we will on the Weekend Rap Podcast. Uh, so after the grand final, I'll sit down. I'll talk all things NRLW. And we'll see. Does Tamika Upton have premiership number five? What she does have, and I, I don't know, maybe she might honor this or take this more important I cannot speak English, sorry, that was not English. Uh, but maybe Tamika Upton, she's already had premierships, she's now got player of the season. I think she'll sleep a little easier at night, knowing that she's ticked the not just a sports report player of the season off the list. It's now on her resume. I'm, I'm sure she'll love that. Uh, Rising Star. I had to agree with the Players Association, and I had to agree with Dally M. Knight, and that's a bill. Rising star. I started the season on the wing, then got shifted into the centres to great effect. Uh, she's a real player of the future. We kind of already knew that. Oops, like, experts did. I'm not saying I'm the expert. I just read a few expert opinions saying Anessa Biddle was definitely a prospect to watch. Uh, she lived up to that this season. She's very young. Cronulla Sharks, first season in the comp. They have Emma Tonegato. They have a lot of other stars as well. Cronulla Sharks and Tigers are two teams I'm looking at uh, as new franchises this season that I think could potentially push to be here grand final day 2024. Maybe, just maybe. Uh, especially Cronulla Sharks. Anessa Biddle, I think that center spot is hers on the right side going forward. Uh, she swept up all the Rookie of the Year honours, and she's getting the Not Just a Sports Report rising star again. I'm sure she'll be stoked about that. Uh, tough stuff. I went Georgia Hale. The finalists, Georgia Hale, uh, Yasmin Clydesdale, Samima Taufa, and Shannon Martor. Runner-up here, I went Samima Taufa, and he, like I just don't like doing, you know, two people get it. Not that there's anything that wrong with it. I'm just like, I went with Georgia Hale for Tough Stuff 2023. But I could have equally, like if I had put that one to a vote and everyone went Samai Matalfa, no argument whatsoever. I'm just not doing a shout on it. So huge, huge, huge shout out to Samai Matalfa. Uh, but for Tough Stuff, not just the sports report, Georgia Hale who is also my captain of the year. Uh, I actually did a little graphic for me, for Georgia Hale here, for Tough Stuff and for captain of the year. Uh, Hale is a tackling machine, has been all year long, has been a leader for the Titans, captaining them to a grand final. Uh, after a wooden spoon season last year, pretty solid captaincy effort. 
Uh, she's going head-to-head with another captain in Hannah Southwell this weekend. Uh, and the combo, Alistin, Shannon Martor, and Georgia Hale. I mentioned earlier that I think if either side is to win, it's going to be off the back of their medals. For the Gold Coast, I think it could be their biggest strength. Uh, so you've not just got Hale, but she has got some serious friends in the mix. And not just starting, we've also got Stephanie Hancock, who I also mentioned earlier. Uh, but back to Georgia Hale, Kiwi International, Tough Stuff winner for the year, and she will be chasing her first NRLW Premiership this weekend. Uh, and just to finish on Georgia Hale, like I said, Captain of the Year and Tough Stuff, both of those could be interchanged with Samaya Taufa as well. I think they both had uh, remarkable years. Uh, but in the preliminary final against the Sydney Roosters to qualify for this grand final, Hale had 15 runs for 141 metres, 46 of those post-contact, 57 tackles with only two misses. I think that tells you pretty much everything you need to know about Georgia Hale. That's why I've gone her for tough stuff this year. There you go, Georgia Hale. A few things there, so she's captain of the year, tough stuff as well. And we're going to stick with the Titans for coach of the year, Karen Murphy, legend of the game. And now well, she's going for the premiership. She would most definitely, if she had to choose between winning the premiership and coach of the year, she would choose the premiership. Uh, but yeah, someone get on the phone and tell Karen, you've won the Not Just a Sports Report Coach of the Year. Congratulations to her. Uh, remarkable. I think I've rolled with the word remarkable a little bit. Ah, so to finish off, the team of the season, Not Just a Sports Report variety, uh, it's pretty much identical to what the Dally M's one was. I just went Georgia Hale at Lock Ford and Captain instead of Taufa. Don't really know why, I guess, yeah. Who knows? Anyways, uh, team of the season, coach, Karen Murphy, of course. Our fullback, Tamika Upton, player of the season. On the wings, Julia Robinson uh, from the Broncos and Ja'Kaya Whitfield, or Whitfield. She is a gun, holy shit. Uh, I think, like, she was at the Knights last year. I, I just hadn't paid as much attention. She is a gun. That's why I mentioned Tigers just before as a team that I think could really shoot up the ladder next year. And Jakaya is, um, I don't know her exact age. She might be, like, 21. I don't know exactly, but she is super young. She just went over uh, with the Prime Minister's 13 or whatever it's called uh, to Papua New Guinea which is a massive deal. They get treated like superstars over there. She had a great game. She also got Tackle of the Year at Delhi M Award Night. So not only is she this amazing try scorer, tackle buster, meter maker, uh, but she also has a pretty solid defensive game as well. And her best years are clearly in front of her. Uh, like when I see Jakoa Whitfield this season and the way she's played and how young she is, I think the improvement is going to be at a very rapid rate. She's already there uh, with the Gillaroos in and around that international arena now, uh, coming into the specific championship. And that's, that's just off one season here at the Tigers. So as the Tigers improve, Whitfeld, who I think uh, probably over the course of the whole season has been their best, it's very exciting times. She is an absolute gun. One of my favorite players in the competition now. Uh, on the other wing, Julia Robinson. She's always been a player uh, that I've liked. She's been a gun, can score a try. I'm a bit of a degenerate uh, who enjoys gambling. I'm not a degenerate who would ever like be negative or a hater. I'm not a hater. So if a player or if something doesn't come through in a bet, if I'm going to be a hater, uh, I, you can only look in the mirror and be a hater to yourself because you're the one who put the bet on, and it's your money. Uh, but I'm just not a hater. But Julia Robinson, you could say I'm a lover, because she actually cashes the checks. Loves an anytime try scorer. The other week, 
I went on her just to score one try. She scored three. I was just like, wow, you're an unbelievable player. And she's done it uh, for quite a while now as well, which is what's impressive too. She's kept a high level of her game uh, over a number of years. So Robinson, Whitfield in the team of the year. In the centers, Roosters captain, Isabel Kelly. Um, I thought her and Sergis, if Sergis had played the full season, uh, they would have been neck and neck. But Kelly, uh, she'll be stinging. She'll be absolutely stinging that yet again, the Roosters have fallen one game short of the grand final. Both years, uh, more so last year, but definitely this year as well, Roosters would have felt like that premiership was theirs. They made the move to bring Millie Boyle to the club, uh, but they just fell one short. Not that that's too relevant to team of the season, but, and I don't even know Isabel Kelly, she don't know me, but I feel like she would be stinging big time as a captain, star player, who's been so great all season. And she's just a winner. You can tell that by the way she plays and by her accolades in the game. She's a winner, so she would not not be too happy. I think Roosters next year, amongst all these new teams, are starting to improve. Roosters, off the back of the last two years, I think they'll be highly motivated. So Isabel Kelly and Male Halfunga, a rugby union convert from New Zealand. She's become one of my favorite players as well. Holy. Left center role, absolute wrecking ball. I remember one game, I think it was against the Cowboys, she scored four tries. And she's just unbelievable. Uh, she was already highly regarded in rugby union circles. But to come over to the NRLW, uh, be in the Delium team of the year, in the centers, and just like the frame. I mean this like respectfully, but she looks like she could play in the front row. But she is so fast, so agile. Just as a powerful strike center, it's unbelievable. She never gets exposed uh, up against these key strike centers that she goes up against. Scores tries as well. Like I said, Julia Robinson has cashed some checks. Uh, so has Mele Helfanger. I'm a Kiwi too, so I love to see a bloody Kiwi doing well. Mele Helfanger, is she staying? I hope so. I hope so. Rugby Union's not thriving. New Zealand, a little bit more so than Australia. Uh, both men and women, it seems like they could, if Union doesn't get it together, be a bit of an exodus uh, of female players. Now that the NRLW is starting to pop off. Uh, Mali Halfunga. Tell you what, there'll be a lot of Union players as well, of the female variety, who will have seen the way Mali played this year and think, Tell you what, NRLW uh, might just be the go. I personally think it is. On to the halves now. A quick shout out to Zahara Temera or Temera. I think I just said the same thing twice. Goodness, like I said, frail, sorry. Uh, but Zahara was such a superstar for the Raiders this year. But I went with Taryn Aiken at 5'8". And then couldn't really dispute the Deli M's choice. That was also... Uh, my choice anyway, before the Deliums. Uh, Ellie Brigginshaw, mind-boggling to me. Like, she's still one of the best players in the competition and still consistently week to week is one of the best on ground, if not the best on ground, week to week. Halfback in the team of the season. We can, we've also seen her play lock uh, at representative level. Ellie Brigginshaw. I'm genuinely just in awe of how she does it. And even as the game evolves and all these new players come into the mix and start to develop, Brigginshaw, I guess it's like how Cooper Cronk and many of those like halfbacks like Joey Johns, they all say as you get a bit older, uh, the game slows down and things like that. That definitely seems to be the case for Brigginshaw because she's playing as good as she ever has. So there you go, Brigginshaw and Aiken in the halves. Uh, Shannon Martor in the front row, 100%. I think if you were to pick a sole front rower of the season, it's Shannon Martor, one of the most important and essential members 
in this Titans Premiership push. At dummy half, I went Destiny Brill, uh, so did the NRLW Dally M Awards. Uh, she's a great player for the Broncos, and I thought, uh, like a quality team player, but some of her individual games this season were just superb. Line breaks galore, tries, try assists, tackling machine. Uh, Destiny Brill is a real star of the game. Sarah Togatuki, uh, for the Tigers, she didn't get to play the full season, uh, but gee whiz, when she was playing, she was putting up incredible numbers. So cannot argue with the Dally M's there. Uh, Olivia Koenig from the Roosters in the back row. I thought Otessa, uh, Otessa Pule uh, could have been a shot there as well. Yasmin Clydesdale. Uh, in my team of the week, or team of the round, maybe once or twice in the whole season, Clydesdale wasn't there. So if I was to pick a sole second rower, of the season, 100% Yasmin Clydesdale, who's gunning for another premiership this weekend. And in the 13, Captain Georgia Hale. So that's the team of the season. That's the grand final hype. And yeah, we're under an hour. So I'm going to call it here. Of course, I will be back after the game uh, with a weekend wrap podcast. I'll talk all about what goes down, the winners, uh, what could come next for the runners-up, and a whole lot more. So thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. It's grand final weekend. Like how good? It doesn't get any better than that. And we've got the game on Sunday afternoon. So now there's nothing else to do but get amongst it. Take care of yourselves. And most importantly, enjoy the grand final this weekend.